Well, it's a big week that we've had here in the ABA. Uh, I want to, first of all, give a uh, heads up to you guys about some of the background noise you're going to hear on this episode. We are literally in the midst of the teardown of ABA Midyear here in San Diego. So if you hear some glasses clinking or some tables being smacked around, some chairs being stacked, please understand that uh, we are literally in the midst of the breakdown. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the official ABA Law Student Podcast, where we talk about issues that affect law students and recent grads. From finals and graduation to the bar exam and finding a job, this show is your trusted resource for the next big step. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the ABA Law Student Podcast on Legal Talk Network. I'm Fabiani Duarte, chair of the law student division. I'm a third year law student at Mercer University School of Law in Georgia. Our show today, as always, is presented by the American Bar Association's law student division. In this monthly podcast, as you know, we interview guests and cover topics of interest for law students and recent grads. From finals to graduation and the bar exam to finding a job, we hope this show is a trusted resource for you, our listeners. For today's show, we welcome the incomparable man of the hour, Mr. Christopher Jennison of the great state of Maryland, who goes to school at Syracuse uh, University School of Law in New York and is also the Board of Governors representative to the Law Student Division, who sits on the ABA Board of Governors, the uh, governing executive body of the American Bar Association. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thank you so much, Fabi. It's great to be here. Another thing that you do is you're my colleague on the uh, Board of Governors for the Law Student Division. Absolutely. And, uh, well, it's been a big week. It has been. Big week for you, big week for the Law Student Division, big week for the ABA. Yes. I'd be remiss if I didn't start with the big news that, uh, uh, in addition to um, being successful in uh, a pitch, you also were successful in getting ready to get hitched. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Well, what happened? You got engaged? I, I did. Uh, uh, just uh, almost a week ago now, I uh, asked my then-girlfriend, who was vice chair of the law student division, and some of you law, uh, listeners may have, have heard her talk before, uh, Josephine Bond, uh, we, uh, we got engaged uh, last Tuesday. So it's, it's been a huge week for me. Wow. Yeah. You are really in love with the ABA. Uh, you know, it, it, has, it has literally given me love right now. <laughs> it has so. literally given you love. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, uh, besides that awesome news, uh, and I congratulate you and, and you. Joe, my fellow colleague on the Board of Governors exec team. It's been a big week because today, uh, Monday, February 8th, of this long week of ABA yeah. mid-year events was the House of Delegates Assembly for the entire association. Right. What, what is that exactly? Could you explain that to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the House is a, a great body, a great piece of the American Bar Association. It's the policymaking body uh, where representatives from state and local bar associations, from uh, different sections, divisions, and forms throughout the ABA come together and uh, they consider policy that is being put forward by some of their colleagues in the House and uh, they have a, a very passionate, deliberate debate. It's incredibly respectful, and uh, they, they go to a vote on what policy the ABA will be considering and adopting. 
So this is kind of like the Congress for the, the ABA, maybe Absolutely. you could say. Yeah. How many people are in the uh, House of Delegates? You know, it fluctuates. I heard that it was uh, 560 plus uh, that were, were maybe expected today. So. Wow. So it's, it's bigger than Congress. Yeah, yeah, it is bigger than Congress. Holy cow. Yeah. That's amazing. And so, um, so I said it was a big week, not just because it was mid-year, right, right. which is the largest uh, convocation of all the members of ABA second to annual meeting, which happens in the summer. Right. It was a big week because you had a, a big success on the floor. Yeah. So uh, the Law Student Division uh, uh, and I, uh, as, as a uh, representative of the Law Student Division, brought forward Resolution 109. Uh, resolution 109 uh, encourages jurisdictions, state and territories, to expeditiously adopt the uniform bar exam. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a long process. I couldn't have done it without Fabiana's support and with, without uh, other leaders of the Law Student Division pitching in and helping out. But we, we had a fight on the floor uh, and we came out victorious. It is now, uh, has been adopted by the ABA House of Delegates. So. Yeah, you're right. You know, full disclosure, I was out there uh, doing my best to follow your lead, follow the awesome talking points that Chris had developed after months and months of research and really years of uh, legwork that has happened with predecessors of, of his and mine and partnerships with uh, members of the Young Lawyers Division. Who else was uh, supporting your initiative? Yeah, so we had uh, the Young Lawyers Division uh, on board, but we also had some, uh, what I at least said initially thought were supporters coming out of left field, but we welcomed them. TIPS, the tort trial insurance practice section, was our strongest backer. We couldn't have done it without their support on the, on the House floor today. Uh, we had the Senior Lawyers Division, we had uh, the Section of Legal Education and Admissions to the Bar, and the National Conference of Bar Examiners, which puts out the UBE as well. Oh, and, and as well as the Law Practice Division. We could not have done this at all without the Law Practice Division. I also wanted to say that we uh, also had the backing of the Conference of Chief Justices as well. They didn't endorse this specific resolution, but they passed a resolution mirroring this language at their meeting last week. So you had quite a team of all-stars going in, but it wasn't a unanimous vote. It was not a unanimous vote, and that's okay. That's totally okay. So what happened? What did you have to do knowing that it wasn't going to uh, pass um, you know, with 100% support? What was the, the procedure or process to get to the point that we are here celebrating its passage? Sure. So this has been a, a months-long process, even just uh, looking forward to today. Uh, we had to submit a resolution uh, back in November. We had to uh, find co-sponsors uh, by December. And then leading up to today, we had to find some, some people to, willing to speak on the floor. We had to reach out to uh, ABA uh, dignitaries and luminaries, uh, past presidents of the ABA, past executive directors of the ABA, and line up some great speakers. We also didn't know whether we would have opposition on the floor or not, because uh, in, in a body this large, things can change very quickly. Uh, and so we weren't sure whether we would have opposition or uh, anybody trying to amend the resolution until only an hour or so before we actually voted on the resolution. So were there any hiccups that presented themselves during the game time? Yeah, so one of the delegates of the House tried to amend the resolution uh, to scratch expeditiously. So that's one piece of it. Expeditiously, which appears in the, in the resolution, so it would have changed from what to what? So it would have changed from uh, that the American Bar Association urges the bar admissions authorities in each state and territory to adopt expeditiously the uniform bar examination. Uh, that delegate wanted to scratch expeditiously, so it would have said, encourages the bar admission authorities in each jurisdiction to adopt the uniform bar exam. 
So there was that big change. Some could argue that it wasn't that big of a change because it's only one word, that piece of it. But expeditious, uh, when you when you boil it down, really just means carefully and quickly, uh, efficiently. Uh, and so it's it's a piece that the law students wanted in there. All right, so that was one example of a hiccup maybe or something that was unexpected that right. made you think on your feet. Right, and then we also, again, we didn't know whether there would be opposition or not. Uh, and when it came time for people to come up to the what they call the well, the, the area right around the podium. People who want to speak in favor of or opposition to a resolution get up there. When it came game time, people gathered around uh, for both sides. People came out in opposition uh, and lined up to speak against it. Chair Rifo uh, acknowledged, though, uh, that after a couple of back and forth between proponents and opponents of the resolution, that the House uh, was, was ready to vote. So we took a vote, and as you said, it wasn't unanimous, but that's totally okay, because it came, the, the House came out in favor of this resolution. And, and one of the reasons that the House came out was because there was a lot of legwork uh, done, not just in the months uh, ahead, but even during this mid-year week. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, you know, there was lobbying that was going on in the, in the hallways, there was right. uh, a breakfast that you scheduled to, to present at, and, and uh, uh, what, what other kind of um, rallying of support did you do? Yeah, so uh, representatives from the Wall Street Division, not just myself and, and not just uh, you, you, Fabi, uh, as chair, we went out to uh, probably 20 or, or 25 different uh, bodies and meetings over the last couple of days. The uh, National Caucus of State Bar Presidents, the, the, the different breakfasts for different state delegations. Uh, we went to the, the Caucus of Section Division Forum delegates to the House. Uh, so there were so many different caucuses, so many different delegations that, that came together uh, that graciously gave us the opportunity to speak and, and to address and answer any questions they may have had. All right, Chris. So. Uh, you know, I think it's a moment for us to kind of just uh, take a breath and, and just savor the moment because Absolutely. I know that, uh, you know, during this interview, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to just uh, be reporting and educating out to, to our listeners about what exactly happened. But as we listen to the, the breakdown behind us, the, the squeaking of wheels, the, the workers packing everything up, what, you know, just uh, as a fellow law student, not, not as a fellow board member, but as somebody who, like me, is going to be taking the bar this summer... Yeah. What does this mean for our classmates? Yeah, so what this means is that law students uh, are given a lot more flexibility uh, as states look at the ABA uh, and as states uh, decide whether that the U uniform bar exam is right for them. Uh, hopefully it sends a strong signal to, to some of the states that may already be on the fence or may already be looking at this issue. And so law students may have more flexibility uh, in, in where their license is going to be applicable from this point. This is huge, as uh, Joe Biden might say. This is a big deal. Absolutely. <laughs> um, how, how happy are you right now? You know, I think you summed it up uh, well before when we were talking, when you said, I'm not sure if it's sunk in yet. It's a huge relief uh, after, after months of work within the Lost Division. I'm beyond thrilled, uh, but I don't know if I, I even uh, have, have uh, realized it yet. Uh, I think the next piece for me is to take a, a very long nap, and then when I wake up, <laughs> I'm sure I will be even more thrilled. I know uh, I have to share with the listeners, you know, when uh, you and I joined the board together, I, this is something that uh, you had been passionate about um, yeah. for, for long before. Right. And uh, as we talked to kind of map out our vision for the year, we agreed that uh, although there were many policy initiatives that we were passionate about, if we had to pick one, this was the one. Absolutely. And, uh, and I'm, I'm glad so glad. It. I'm so glad we did. I'm so glad we did not just because of our success, but because we had the type of dedication that you've given to it um, because, you. Uh, you know, without that kind of uh, real passion for an issue, 
you know, legwork is one thing, but putting in those extra hours, uh, I'll, I'll share with the listeners as well that uh, the number of emails I was copied to, to judges and bar presidents and leaders in the ABA that, that Chris was uh, authoring uh, is enormous. Um, asking for support, for advice, for polishing of arguments. Yeah. And, and, and Fabi, <laughs> if I may, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say going off of that, that even just in the last couple of days, some of the, the friends that we have made in the association as we've been talking to these different bodies uh, in favor of Resolution 109, uh, we made some great allies that came out in support of us in that well today. Uh, and it was it was pretty moving, uh, as I'm sure you saw, uh, just to have the support of so many uh, established practitioners in the ABA. Even just uh, Michelle Banky, for example. Michelle is uh, now the uh, treasurer-elect nominee of the association, and she and I met for the first time three days ago at 5 a.m. in the gym. And uh, since then, I have run into her a couple times, and and she came up. She volunteered immediately to be a speaker and, and was up there uh, standing the line with us. So it's, it's been uh, very heartwarming to, to, to see their support. What do you think is the argument that was most compelling to those uh, new allies and maybe swayed the vote in our favor today? Yeah. What, what do you think did it for them? I think the strongest uh, argument that, that is uh, made by opponents of this uh, is probably their concern for, for clients and for their states of uh, loss of, of testing of state and local law. You know, we, we try and explain, uh, uh, and the National Conference of Bar Examiners, which puts out this uh, examination, uh, tries to explain that states can still test local law and they can still ensure competency through the model professional responsibility rules, through uh, supplemental testing, through CLEs, through online courses. But people are so passionate that they want to make sure that Clients are being served appropriately in their specific state. That's the piece that I think um, is probably the strongest mm. uh, piece of opposition. Yeah, one thing that um, a nuance about 109 that I think is so interesting for our listeners, especially law students, is that this looks out for young lawyers, especially those who are just fresh out of law school, right. that three to five year window. Because right. um, for many states, not, not all, but many, they have the uh, reciprocity rules Absolutely. where you can waive in, but you can only do that after a certain, uh, after five years. Five years of experience, right. yeah. And so uh, so if you're, you're caught in that window, and let's say like me, I uh, take the Alabama bar where right. I'm from, but I live in Atlanta, and I get a great offer right. in Georgia. Right. Um, You're basically left out in the cold right now. Right. Or I have to take a second bar. bar. Yeah. Right. And uh, but but with this, if Georgia becomes a UBE state, right. Alabama's already one. Right. Then I might have a portable score. Um, and it's uh, tremendous. That's, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. That's that looks out for you know my family for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my job prospects, what I can even dream of applying to and sure, accepting. Sure. And that's, for me, was the most compelling argument. Yeah. But, uh, but I know that uh, there's many reasons that our listeners out there and law students across the country, the ones that we represent, we're, we're passionate about it. And we know they are because we did that survey that you organized right, and right. that we were able to send out to all our members. Um, you know, our membership at the time was uh, over 50,000. Now it's over 60,000. Uh, yep. And, and uh, only growing. And only growing. And a huge majority, overwhelmingly, said... That's, this is the issue that they wanted us to push for favorably at this meeting. That's right. And we did it. Yeah. And we did it, which, yeah. is, which is huge. Carried it over the finish line for, for now. I know. This, the work isn't done yet, though. Man, if we could only run for re-election, huh? Yeah. Oh, geez. It's, it's time to go into the YLD, the, the Young Lawyers Division. The young lawyers, I know, right? Yeah. 
Um, so what's next? What's the next step? What happens to UBE? It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, how many jurisdictions have it right now? So 21 uh, uh, jurisdictions currently have it. That's like 21 states or territories. Right, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, because uh, Washington, D.C., for example, is in there. But the work is definitely not done. There are at least five jurisdictions that uh, have said they are going to actively consider this, uh, actively consider whether the uniform bar exam is appropriate for their states. And I imagine that only more states will consider will, will say the same uh, in, the, in the coming months. Uh, so our work isn't done as the law student division reaching out to those states that have announced study commissions or comment periods uh, to let them know that uh, law students want this and that's right for law students now. Yeah. Are you ever going to look at the word expeditiously the same again? You know, it's, what's funny is that that almost became uh, uh, the, the uh, anchor of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that I put that in there just because I thought it sounded great at the time, not for any particular reason other than that. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a shame that that almost brought it down, but I'm glad it, it held it together. Uh, there was one speaker in our favor who said that uh, uh, one of the most slow-moving animals is the armadillo. Yeah. And he said... Uh, the ABA shouldn't be armadillos. Yeah. Let's be expeditious. Yeah. So um, I'd like to think that, uh, that the law student division is like the, and I don't know much about armadillos, but like, <laughs> like the young armadillo, a little, a little bit faster, a little bit speedier, <laughs> zipping around. So Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's another mascot we can find. Uh, but, I think uh, we need to get t-shirts made now with armadillos. Armadillos. Yeah, no. yeah. Hashtag expeditiously. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the expeditious armadillo. Yep, oh yep, my gosh. Yep. Well, I know uh, 109 wasn't the only thing that was discussed, the House of Delegates, but it was the biggest thing for us. Um, it's been a week of a lot of big things, and I can't wait for the next big thing for the division, for law students uh, across America. Uh, thank you, Chris, for your hard work. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's been an incredible experience. So uh, thank you for your support, Fabian. Thanks to the law student division and the law student listeners for their support. What are those states that are, uh, some of the states that are kind of thinking about this? So uh, the only ones I'll say are the ones that have publicly said that they're, okay. they're uh, commissioning and, and looking at this. Uh, Massachusetts has done so. Uh, New Jersey has done so, for example. Uh, so there's, there's a couple of states coming down the pipeline. That's awesome. All right. Well, podcast listeners, that looks like uh, we're coming to the close of another great show. I uh, want to thank Chris Jennison, our uh, guest today, our, the representatives of the Board of Governors um, uh, that oversees the executive leadership of the ABA, and he also sits on the Board of Governors for the Law Student Division with me. Chris, what's the best way for our listeners to contact you? You know, I think the best way is probably to tweet at ABA LSD, and uh, Fabi and I will, t will get in touch. You can also uh, look at our website. If you Google ABA for law students, uh, it'll come right up, and, and there's some great resources on there. Great. Well, we hope you've enjoyed another episode of the ABA Law Student Podcast. We'd like to encourage you to subscribe to our show on iTunes. And once you've done that, take a moment to rate and review us as well. You can also tweet to us, as Chris said, at ABA LSD and use the hashtag Law Student Podcast to tell us what's on your mind. I'm at Fabiani Duarte, signing off. Thank you for listening. Work hard, play smart, and until next time, podcasters. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. Remember, U.S. law students at ABA-accredited schools can join the ABA for free. Join now at AmericanBar.org forward slash law student.
The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.